This Saturday, August 12th, MLB Betting Picks Show edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, August 11th, currently 5.04 on the East Coast. Here to talk about our MLB betting picks for the Saturday schedule. We'll give you our lock, dog, and total. And we'll also talk about some division races as we do weekly. I know the American League um, has all three divisions within, I think, like two games of each other. So we'll briefly touch on those. Maybe we can find some tickets, um, uh, some value tickets on those division races. But joining me help me here to help me break it all down. Guys, know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast, and of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, it's Dylan Rockford. D Rock, how you feeling this Friday, my man? I'm doing well. Beautiful day over here in Jersey. Uh, got it's the um, start of the Premier League as well, so we catch the Man City plus uh, minus one and a half. So yeah, we're off to a good uh, Friday afternoon. Can't wait to get into these games with you. Yeah, I mean, Man City uh, first half overs last season was such a cash cow for me. It was, I almost felt like it was like finding money in the streets, like Mal likes to say. So, um, yeah, hopefully they. I think they the first half over got there again today. They scored two in the first half, uh, both by Holland. And yeah, man, Premier League is back. It's uh, makes Saturday mornings a lot more fun. And then lo and behold, uh, three weeks away from the uh, college football season. So wow. Yeah, it's it's that time of the year where we're all excited for football being back and and all that great stuff. But hey, we are we're still gonna be grinding out MLB. I don't care what anyone says, we're gonna be grinding out MLB. We're gonna try to find some winners for you guys. Um, you know how we do it. Like I mentioned, we'll give our lock dog in total uh, for the Saturday games. Uh, shout out to the chat. I uh, got some new faces in there. Got the usual suspects as well. Randy and King Tut. Uh, usual faces. Got uh, Johnny Boy in there as well. Uh, and E4 Nadi Usama's in there as well. So appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys joining the chat. Uh, D-Rock, let's kick it off, man, with our picks. Why don't we start with the total, and then we'll work our way to our dog pick and then for our locks. Why don't you lead us off with your total? What's your, what do you got for the Saturday games? Yeah, so we'll start with the total. Uh, I'm going to take the over 9.5 with the Rockies and Dodgers game. I made my total 10.3. Basically, I'm just going to fade both pitchers in this spot. Just look at Peter Lambert's last two starts. His hard hit rate in both of those games have been over 40% in both of them. Nine runs given up in eight innings for him in the month of August so far. Walks are also an issue for him. You just can't do that against a team like the Dodgers, who have been rolling right now. Seven of the last 10, they're averaging six runs per game in the last week that's just not a good recipe and to be honest Tony Gosson on the other side he hasn't been good either he's given up four or more runs in seven of his last nine starts I honestly think this game could be a shootout you know both teams have gone over this total in three of the last five games we also have wind blowing out into center field tomorrow night so that should help us as well don't care who gets the win but I just need some runs I think we see a shootout here so I'm gonna go over nine and a half at even money yeah, if you take a look at uh, Tony Gonsolin, I know I've talked about this multiple times on the show, um, that he was pretty much an automatic bet on the run line 
um, at Dodger Stadium when he was pitching at home. But also, just take a look at his, his total numbers. Six and three to the over this season at Dodger Stadium is Tony Gonsolin. The Dodgers are averaging close to seven runs uh, per game when he does start um for the dodgers and that's a lot of run support uh for a guy for, i mean for any pitcher uh for that matter but also giving up close to four earned uh four runs as well when um tony gonsolin is on the mound so that equates to about what ten and a half just right there i uh, mean like you mentioned it i think this dodger lineup i mean we talk about a year in and year out they're just so good up and down the lineup um they used to have the big sexy names, but especially but at that top of that lineup, when we talk about two former MVPs and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, um, I mean, just forget about it. And then, you know, Will mm-hmm. Smith has having a decent season. I know Max Muncy's batting average hasn't been there this season, uh, but he does have that power bow where he can, you know, at any given point, he can put one uh, over the fence. And the Rockies, they've been sneaky as well. You know, the, the, they can put up some runs here as well. And like you mentioned, Gonsolin hasn't been that same pitcher. Um this season as he has been as we're kind of used to seeing uh over the past several seasons so yeah between these two teams nl west division teams especially with the dodgers offense has been cooking hey, i couldn't talk you off of it here d-rock um last game for tony gonsolin san diego but this was on the road he did about six earned runs and prior to that three of his last four starts he allowed at least four earned runs uh to the opposition and three out of the last four games uh the total run scored has been 11 or more in three of those last four games so i'm with you there on this total um all right let me go over to my total pick of the Saturday games. I am going to go with the under eight and a half with the uh, Chicago Cubs and the Toronto Blue Jays game. We have Justin Steele uh, on the mound for the Chicago Cubbies. And then I'm seeing uh, Chris Bassett getting the start here for uh, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm sorry with Justin Steele. He's having a phenomenal year. He's up there in the uh, Cy Young um, awards uh, market uh, in the National League. I think he's the fourth or he's tied for the third favorite uh, with Spencer Strider, but on the season 13 and three with a 2.68 ERA um, over his last five games. He's four and one with a 3.03 ERA on the road this season. He's made eight starts and those eight starts. He's four and one with a 2.70 ERA. The Dodge, sorry, the Dodgers, the Cubs have won four straight starts when he is on the mound. Um, Going over to Chris Bassett's side, I think this is what really stuck out to me here. So Chris Bassett, I'll start with the stats here. Um, overall at home, he's been a really good pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's 6-2 and two with a 2.54 ERA. When I dug a little deeper, he's made 11 home starts for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. The under in those games is 9-1-1 uh, towards the under. Um, and Jays this season have been one of the best teams towards the under, especially in their home games. Uh, third best team towards the under in their home games at 32, 18, and 4 at 64%. And the second best team towards the under overall uh, this season at 58.4%, sorry, 58.6%. Over their last 15 games, the under is 13 and 2 as well. I know they've been missing uh, Bo Bichette at the top of the lineup as well. So I think both pitchers, we, this could turn into a pitching duel, and I hope it does for the, for the sake of my bet. Uh, I thought eight and a half was a little high here for the the form that these two pitchers are in, especially if you look at their splits as well. So I'm going to back a trend here with the Jays as the third best home team, 64% towards the under at home and 13 and two is the under in their last 15 games overall here. D rock. So under eight and a half for me, what do you think? 
Yeah, I love it. I mean, money's already coming in. I see eight starting to pop up as well. So get eight and a half while you can. I made my total 8.1. I do think we see a pitcher's duel. You want to back Chris Bassett at home and Justin Steele, I mean, 13 and three on the year, 268 ERA. And even on the road, I think he's been just as good four and one. Mm -hmm. Batters are only hitting 231 off of him. So yeah, I could definitely see maybe like a first five under as well. You even got Kevin Kiermeyer out for the um, Blue Jays as well. And I've talked about this the whole season. Blue Jays we just think of them as an over team with their lineup, but yeah. they're eight and two towards the under in their last 10. They're 40, they're 66 and 44 on the year toward the under. So they're just a dead under team right now. So yeah, I love that play. All right. Before we get over to our dog picks for the Saturday games, let me tell everyone about the sports gambling podcast, Patreon page, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Besides Season-long contest. They also have weekly contests just for patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and a full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Support the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And all you got to do to get all the details is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, D-Rock, let's get over to our dog picks for the Saturday games. What do you got for us? Yeah, so for the dog game, man, this one stinks, but give me the home puppy, Kansas City Royals on the money line. I was looking at that one as well. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't pass it up. I was able to get a plus 142. It's down to plus 138 right now, but that's still too big of a number, to be honest. I only made the Cardinals a minus 120 favorite. I'm just not a Steven Matz fan, especially on the road. I, I get it. He has improved since July, but he hasn't improved that much where he should be this big of a favorite. You know, the Cardinals have played a little better since the All-Star break, but they're still just five and five in their last 10, 26 and 32 straight up on the road. They split the two game series back in May where the rain, where the Royals blew them out in the first game, and then they lost a close 2-1 game in the second one. So it's not like the Cardinals are blowing them out. Cole Raggins, on the other hand, He's been good, as you could get, since coming over from Texas. He's only allowed two runs in 17 and two-thirds innings in his first three starts with the Royals. And two of those three starts have been in Kansas City. His hard hit rate in those games, 18% and 13% against the Mets and Rays. So I think if if Reagans can continue to limit batters, get ground balls, I think he gives the Royals the best chance and opportunity to win this game. So... I, I think it's much closer of a game than people expect or the odds are indicating. So give me the home pup here. Kansas City on the money line, plus 138. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I was looking at this as well. So I think it's a pure value play as well. Like yeah. I mentioned, I don't think Steven Matz should be a this big of a favorite, uh, even if it's the St. Louis Cardinals. I know they're having a really bad season this season or uh, uh, this year. but um, And I know the Royals are the Royals, but... I mean, they had a stretch where they won seven games in a row against the Mets and the uh, Twins. I know they've lost five out of their last six games, but um, this Cardinals team, like you mentioned, it's just not very good. I know, like you mentioned, that um, Steven Matz has been in better form um, over his last five games, but this this Royals team is feisty, man. They're going to they're gonna put up runs. They're going to fight till the end. Um, and again, I just can't trust this Cardinals team right now either. So I, as a pure value play, it, whether you get at plus 138, plus 140, plus 142. Again, shop around. You'll find the best number there. I think it's a pure value play here on uh, the Kansas City Royals. 
Uh, all right. For my uh, dog pick, uh, I am going to go to that uh, NL West game between the Padres and the Diamondbacks. And I'm going to take the can. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Arizona Diamondbacks on the run line here, minus one and a half. I know Zach Gallen is on the mound here, but this is pretty much a fade of Rich Hill. Um, and I went back in the database that I use to look at how. Um, Rich Hill has done against the pod, sorry, against the Diamondbacks in his career. And I don't know if it's a heat that gets to uh, Rich Hill, but in his entire career um, against the Diamondbacks, he's made a total of, let me see, I'm trying to pull it up. He's made a total of 15 starts in his career. He's 3 and 12, uh, or the, his teams are 3 and 12 straight up in those 15 starts. Uh, against the Diamondbacks on the run line, the minus one and a half run line, they're one and ten, and on the minus one and a half run line, they're zero and one. Um, so more recently, I know this goes all the way back to two thousand five. He's faced the uh, Diamondbacks uh, uh, once already this year, and it was the same matchup against Zach Gallen. And the Diamondbacks won that game seven to three behind a, a good performance from uh, Zach Gallen. They again they match up here. Uh, on Saturday and Rich Hill in his last start against, uh, I believe it was a Dodgers um, got roughed up in that game as well. He gave up six earned runs in three innings pitched um, over his last five games. Owen two with a 6.38 ERA. And like I mentioned earlier this season in just four innings, the Diamondbacks were able to get five earned runs off of the uh, off of Rich Hill here. Zach Gallen again at home. That's the place that we do trust him um, on the season. He is eleven and five with a three point three seven ERA. One of the favorites in the uh, National League for the Cy Young Award has faltered a little bit over his last five starts, where he is zero and two with a four points four point six zero ERA. But like I mentioned, he's already made two starts this season against the Padres. He has a two point seven seven ERA in those two starts. 13 total innings pitched in those two starts. He's allowed only four earned runs to the San Diego Padres. And at home this season, nine and one and nine and one with a 1.96 ERA in 11 starts this season uh, for Zach Gallen. So um, I know these, the Diamondbacks have not been doing very well since the all-star break or even since the trade deadline, uh, but you have your best uh, pitcher on the mound here. He's at home. He's nine and two straight up. He's eight and two on the minus one and a half run line at plus one twenty five. I'll take that to the bank against his Padres team. So my dog pick, Diamondbacks minus one and a half plus one twenty four with uh, Zach Gallon on the mound here. Uh, D Rock. Yeah, I like the play at plus one twenty five. I'm even seeing plus one twenty sevens, plus one twenty eights out there. So shop around. But yeah, I love the play. I mean. They got to turn it around sometime, right? Like, and yeah. I, I know the Padres have lost uh, four in a row, but Arizona one and nine in their last ten. But you're right, at home, Zach Gallen with their ace, and he's just fantastic at home. And that was the stat I was really looking at the his head to head in those two starts against the Padres, especially the one at home where he went, he only allowed two hits and didn't even yeah. allow a run, seven innings. I mean, that was a masterclass. That yeah, that was back in April, but I think I think there's still some value there against a Padres team where you know they mentioned in the chat they have some quit in them right now so yeah. don't really if i want to back them but no I, I get your angle and they they got to turn it around sometime so i do like this play on pure value i think it's something similar to what i think uh, you guys talked about i know mal uh was on the mets minus one and a half 
with when Kodai Senga was uh, yeah. on the mound at home at City Field, right? I know the Mets have been doing terrible over the uh, past couple of weeks, but the, the spot to back the Mets was with Senga at home, and I think this is a similar spot with Zach Gallen on the mound um, as the best pitcher for the uh, Diamondbacks at home to get this, get this done against the Padres. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're in agreement with me there. Uh, all right, before we get to our lock picks for the Saturday games, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is Parlay Play. We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite Parlay player props. Football season is right around the corner, and Parlay Play will have all of your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces in Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io and make sure to use that promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's parlayplay.io, but make sure you use that promo code SGP. All right, D-Rock, let's get into our lock picks for the Saturday games. Why don't you lead us off? Yeah, don't look now, but Mariners, they've won nine of their last 10 games, just one and a half games out of the AL wildcard slot. You know, the Orioles, they're they're just um just two they did lose just two of their last three games, two mm-hmm. of the Astros. And you know, I think this is a good spot for the Mariners to keep it rolling. I made them a minus one seventy favorite against uh Cole Irving and the Orioles. Got them at a minus one twenty-five. I think I'm seeing right now minus one forty-five, minus one forty-eight. I still like them. Cole Irving's just not really someone I want to back on the road. 0-2 with a 530 ERA. And I know he usually is a kind of a spot starter. He only goes a few innings, but I just haven't liked what I've seen from this Orioles bullpen the past few games, especially against that series against Houston. While the Mariners, they've quietly had the second best bullpen in the majors. George Kirby, like we know, he's another guy. We just met, mentioned Zach Allen, who you want to back at home. George Kirby's another guy you want to back at home. Six and three this season. Batters only hitting 227 off of him. And the Mariners, five and one in the last six home starts for George Kirby. So, so better pitcher, hotter team. Don't look now, but the Mariners might sneak into the playoffs. And I think this is another good spot for them. So give me uh, the Mariners on the money line here. Yeah, I mean, so the fact that you mentioned that George Kirby's at home here uh, for the Seattle Mariners, where the season, he's just been so good um, in, in Seattle. Six and three with 3.34 ERA and 11 starts. He's only allowed 25 earned runs in 67 and one-thirds innings pitched. Um, and he's done really well against AL East teams as well. I know he just has a two and two record, but he has a 2.03 ERA. Only allowed nine earned runs uh, to those two, uh, AL East teams and six starts this season. The Mariners have won four straight, uh, excuse me, four straight games uh, when he's on the mound. And has again, uh, been again, pretty good offenses. Um, his last start against the Angels, seven innings. He only had one earned run. He faced the Red Sox, five innings, uh, only allowed four hits, one earned run. So back-to-back starts. Where he's only allowed one earned earned or one earned run each to the opposition. So um, at this price, I know the Baltimore Orioles have been um, they've they've been playing some good baseball, um, but I just think this is a spot where you do have the better pitcher on the mound um, with George Kirby. So at George with George Kirby at home, uh, I can't argue against that. Uh, all right, for my lock pick, I am going to go with the Boston Red Sox on the run line, minus one and a half, minus 105. Uh, and they are hosting the Detroit Tigers uh, this weekend. Uh, Matt Manning is going to be on the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers, and Brian Bello is getting the start for the Boston Red Sox. 
Um, we take a look at, let's start here with Matt Manning. Uh, just hasn't been very good thus far this season. And I'll, I'll start with his numbers here at three and four record with a 5.06 ERA. But over his last five starts, the Tigers are 0 and 3 with a, a 6.66 ERA for Matt Manning's allowed uh, 18 earned runs in just 24 and one thirds innings pitched. The Tigers have lost four straight starts when Manning is on the mound over his last four games. And each of those games, they've lost by uh, at least two earned runs. Um, last start was against the Tampa Bay Rays. They lost 10 to 6. They lost to the Pirates 4 to 1. 11 to 4 against the Angels and 14 to 3 against the San Diego Padres. His last start, he allowed eight, uh, sorry, six earned runs to the Tampa Bay Rays. And he's allowed at least four earned runs in four, uh, three straight starts to the opposition. While Brian Bello has kind of been the opposite, um, he's been really good this season, probably the most consistent pitcher this season. For the Boston Red Sox, maybe you could throw James Paxton into that conversation as well. But um, he had one rough outing against the Oakland A's, and then he faced some pretty good offenses in the uh, the Braves and also the Mariners, like we just talked about, who are uh, just playing some great baseball right now. But the Red Sox have won four of his last five starts, and all four of those wins have come by at least two earned runs uh, in that span. And you take a look at what he's done. Uh, this season at home for the Boston Red Sox in um, let's see here, 15 starts at home. They are eight and seven, but those uh, four of those eight wins have by come by at least minus one and a half runs, at least two earned runs. Um, so they've won three of his, uh, sorry, four of his last five starts at home. Uh, they've all been by two plus runs. You have the better team here. I think you have the better pitcher. You have the better offense. And I think the uh, Red Sox bats, We'll get to Matt Manning here, who's in bad form. So I'll take the Red Sox to win by at least two earned runs here. Minus one and a half, minus 105 as my lock pick for the Saturday games here, D-Rock. Yeah, I like it. I mean, uh, they've kind of regressed a little bit, the Red Sox. They started really hot after the All-Star break while uh, they've regressed a little. But I, I still think they're the better team. I know Tigers, they've won three in a row. And let's not forget, the Red Sox swept the Tigers back um, in June. So uh, they're the much better team at home. And you're right. I think a few pods ago, I think you and I, I think maybe early July, we were talking and we were like, hey, we like the short dog price with Matt Manning. Mm-hmm. And then he's ra- and then he's rattled off off uh, four losses in a row. So he's kind of reverted reverted back to his old ways, like losses against Pittsburgh, where I'm looking at his hard hit rate. It's over 45%. He got cl- uh, clamored against the Angels as well. So, yeah, I don't like it. And if you just look at Bellow's numbers, yeah, he's four and four at home, but the, the numbers don't indicate how good he, he has been at home. Uh, hard hit rate against the Kansas City. Last home star, 35%. Against the Braves, it was a little higher at 62. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Texas, one of the best teams, it was at 36%. Miami, 27 So he gets a lot of ground balls. And you mentioned uh, three of the last four home starts for them, they have one by two or more. So, yeah, I can't, I can't argue the price, especially if you're getting a minus 105. So, yeah, I like that play as well. So I did misspeak. He's made 11 uh, home starts this season, and the uh, Red Sox are 7-4 and four in those games. The 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 stat that I gave out earlier was uh, including last season as well, but just this season alone, 7-4 and four straight up are the uh, Red Sox in his starts, and then I think they're, yeah, they're 4-2 and two on the run line um, when Bello is on the mound this season at home. Uh, all right, Dylan, let's talk about some of these standings that we see right now, in especially in the American League, and 
Uh, like we mentioned, there's some tight races coming down the the finish here, uh, finish line here. So there's a lot of pace, uh, baseball left to be played. But uh, I think the one division that has been decided, we say this every single week, is pretty much that's wrapped up is the NL East division where the Braves right now have a nine-and-a-half game yeah. lead okay, against the Phillies. Uh, the link has, the, that lead has shrunk a little bit, but I think they're just coasting at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the Phillies will be able to catch them. Um, but just looking at the American League right now, well, let's start here. We'll quickly just kind of go through this. Uh, mm-hmm. American League right now, uh, let's start with the East division here. Now, we knew that Baltimore – took over the division lead against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, where the Rays are now three games back of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, currently, I let me pull up the division odds here. Uh, let's see. Uh, futures division winner. All right, here we go. So the Orioles are, sir, are a minus 190 favorite to win the AL East. And right now, the Rays are uh, plus 220 to win the division here. Um I personally just think that the Orioles, I know they're playing some great baseball right now. Uh, They have the sixth easiest schedule remaining, uh, and they have one series against the Tampa Bay Rays left here where they'll go head-to-head. So I know that will be circled um, for the Tampa Bay Rays, but I I don't think that they'll be able to catch up the Baltimore Orioles here. They're just playing some really good baseball right now. And for them to have the sixth easiest schedule where Tampa Mm -hmm. has the seventh most difficult schedule left, I think that they'll they'll probably run away with this division here, uh, D-Rock. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's going to be a two-team race down the stretch between the Rays and Baltimore. I'm glad Baltimore added another arm. They needed it at the deadline. I still think they could use another arm, especially in their bullpen, but I like them. They're very aggressive at the plate and you know i i think they will win it i'm seeing minus 210 and what worries me about tampa is you know we just saw shane mcclanahan he's out for the season yes. as well yeah. so that just hurts uh I, I was hearing rumblings maybe last week is glass now returning soon but he was on the il as well so I know they picked up uh, a pitcher during the the deadline as well, but I, they're going backing the Tampa Bay Rays on the road is very concerning to me. I I like them at home; they're a wagon at home, but when they get on the road, they're just not really a team I feel all that confident with. And against five hundred uh five hundred and better teams, so basically playoff teams, essentially, they're only thirty eight and thirty four. They're just sitting up just above five hundred, as yeah. opposed to the Baltimore Orioles, where they're forty eight and thirty seven. So they beat on really good teams, and they come to play, which I, I don't necessarily think the Tampa Bay Rays do. So yeah, I think they run away with it. I know it's only three games they're leading right now, but I, I like them right now. I see even minus two twenties out there. So if you could get a minus one ninety, I like that as well. Yeah, Glassnow did uh, get scratched from his start on Sunday uh, due to mm. back spasms. But uh, from what I'm reading, they're optimistic that he'll be able to make his start um, on Saturday, it seems like, for the race. So, um, again, if, if if for whatever reason he does have a setback and it's more serious than the than we think right now, that could be really troubling they're in for trouble. this race team. Yeah. Um, so I think the more intriguing division is the next two ones. and. Mm-hmm. Getting over to the most boring division, I think, in the entire MLB, the AL Central. The Twins right now have a three and a half game lead over the Cleveland Guardians. And this lead has also shrunk a little bit. I want to say they had a six game lead, if I'm not mistaken, uh, did the Twins. The Twins have lost three games in a row as of Friday before the game start. Um, I did pick up a flyer at 12 to 1 a couple weeks ago um, just because I thought that at that time, it was a six-game lead, a five or six-game lead for the Twins. Um, but at twelve to one, with that many games left 
at that time. I just thought it was a, a flyer to pick up. So I did pick them up. Now, currently, um, the Twins are still a minus 500 favorite to win this AL Central division. And the Guardians are plus 450 right now. But I think the Guardians, they are dealing with a lot of injuries, right? We know yeah. Shane Bieber is probably done for the rest of the season. They traded Aaron Savali over to the Rays like we just discussed. Um, we saw the whole brawl and all that stuff with, you know, Ramirez getting, you know, suspended and all that. But I don't know, man. Do you think the Guardians have a chance here to make this at least competitive? I mean, three and a half games back right now doesn't seem like a big stretch because that could change in a matter of a week here, Dylan. Yeah, 100%. I mean, anything could change within a three-game stretch. It's just one series. So I, I do think there's a chance, and I'm seeing them to just make the playoffs, which eventually, essentially, they would have to win the division, plus 630. I, I think it's worth a flyer. I mean, you got, obviously, the way better number at 12-1, uh, to 1, but... The run differential does worry me. You know, we yeah. mentioned it a few pods ago where their offense is quietly picked up, but then they fell back to their old ways. And I don't know. I mean, I, I do think the Twins are just a tad better. But if Cleveland started playing like they were about maybe three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. they, they, they could be a very dangerous team, you know. And I like backing them at home. Just on the road just really, really hurts me. So, yeah. Um, I'm not as confident. I do like the 12 to one. If it was still there, I think it is worth a flyer just because it's there. It's just one series and these two teams will play each other down the stretch. So it it could come down to that head to head matchup. But I do think the twins are a little better of a team. There's just no value in them right now. But if you believe in the guardians plus six thirty, plus six fifty to make the playoffs and win the division, I think it's is worth a flyer. Yeah, and also the Twins do have the seventh easy schedule remaining yeah. uh, for the season. They have games against three against the A's, three against the Rockies, three against the Pirates, two against the Tigers, uh, four against the White Sox, and three against the Mets. Um, mm. And they're tough games. They have, let's see here, seven against the Rangers, uh, three against the Rays, three against the Phillies, um, and then they have Angels and the Reds as uh, tough opponents. But um, I think you can probably take the Reds out of that equation. But um, and again, the, the Guardians have the fifth most difficult schedule remaining. But, you know, it, it's 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 sports. It's, ML, uh, yeah. it's the MLB. Any, anything can happen. Um, the last division in this AL uh, American League race is the uh, – or division race, I should say, is the AL West division. And I think this one is a little more intriguing because if you shopped around at the right time, you probably could have gotten two-plus uh, money odds bets and – kind of had it like, I guess, an arbitrage between the Rangers and the Astros. So currently on DraftKings, the Rangers are the minus 105 uh, favorite right now to win this division. The Astros are right there at plus 115. Going to go a little bit down the ladder, you have the Mariners, who are five and a half games out right now that are sitting at nine to one. Um, currently, the Astros are two and a half games back of the Rangers. Uh, both teams have been playing some good baseball. I'll even yeah. throw the Mariners in there we just talked about. They're playing some great baseball. So the Rangers over the last 10 games are 8-2. and two, The Astros are 7-3. and three, And the Mariners are 9-1 and one over their last 10 games. And I think we've kind of just got the strength of schedule remaining for both the, or all three of these teams. Seattle right now has the fourth easiest schedule remaining. Um, the Astros have the uh, fifth easiest schedule remaining. And the Astros and Rangers do have one series left this season where they do play. Uh, I believe that's in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the thing that's working against the Texas Rangers right now, Dylan, is that they have the 11th most difficult uh, schedule remaining. So they have 10 games left in their division. 
Three are against um so, so I'm sorry, they have 13 games left in the division. Three are against the Astros, three are against the A's, and they have seven games left against the Mariners. So yeah. Um it might be and they also have four against the Toronto Blue Jays if that worth if that is worth anything. But I think that at the end of the day, and it might just sound like a homer pick, but I think the yeah. Astros probably catch the Rangers at some point. Mm. Um, and I did like the move that they did make bringing Verlander back. He gets his yeah. first start for the Astros uh, back at home, at least. Uh, I know you face the Yankees his first start back uh, with the Astros after the trade deadline. But um, this Astros team is healthy. We talked about this when we did the second half preview that they were going to get Jordan and Jose Altuve back. Both those guys are back. Yonder Diaz, um, yeah. their their catcher has been raking. I know they still have Martin Maldonado starting when Justin Verlander's out there, but Kyle Tucker is another guy that we haven't really talked about on this podcast who's been, just been absolutely just ripping the cover off of the ball for this uh, Astros team. So, I mean, one through six, one through seven, this, this hitting lineup is absolutely dangerous. And we can say the same thing about the Rangers as well because they've been one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the entire MLB this season. But um, I'll, I'll be the homer guy. Maybe you can talk me out of it. And maybe you, you like the Rangers to win this division this year, uh, D-Rock. No, I, I agree. I got the eight. I, so I'm playing it a little differently. I got the Houston Astros uh, about a week before the All-Star break to win the AL at plus 500. I think I said it on the pod, and, and it just came down to, I think they were down about six, seven games at the time. And then right before the All-Star break, the remember the Rangers kind of regressed a little bit. I, I just think on pure value, at plus 500, they have the experience. I knew they were going to make a move. I like Justin Verlander way better than I did Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer still gives up a lot of contact. Look at his first few starts with the Texas Rangers. He's still giving up runs. And I just think the familiarity with Houston, they have the experience where Texas still get into the playoffs. I don't question that, but... When they do get in, I don't think they have the experience and what it takes even to go against the Rays or Baltimore or even Seattle. They have experience in the playoffs more than uh, the Rangers do right now. So I just think the experience with uh, the Houston, I love their lineup. We saw that they were going to get better when Jordan Alvarez came back and Jose Altuve, especially. And yeah, I think you're right. Kyle Tucker's been going under the radar this season. He's just absolutely wrecking the ball. But yeah, I just think they're the better team. And coming down the stretch, they have an easier schedule. And I think Texas and Seattle are going to beat up on each other. And that's just going to make Houston have a direct path to win the division. Right now, you could get them to win the division at plus uh, 110. I like it. You're still getting plus money. I'm not going to touch anything just because i have a uh, plus 500 ticket to win the al but i i really think that they're the best team in the al right now pitching wise hitting and they're getting hot at the right moment this is what we talk about not like the rays who started off with one of the best opening month to a month and a half in the mlb but it's how you finish and houston always finds ways to finish and i think they have the managerial experience too with dusty baker so I love Houston. I think they will win the division, and I also think they'll represent the AL as well. Yeah, I did pick up a 10 to 1 ticket on the Astros yeah. to win the World Series. Um, that price was there for a while as well. But, um, you know, give a lot of credit to this Rangers team, right? They still went out and, and they traded for Max yeah. Scherzer uh, to add to that front line of that bullpen. And we might be having a different conversation right now if uh, Jacob DeGrom was able to stay healthy. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, for this uh, Rangers uh, pitching rotation because the back end of those guys, I mean, Nathan Navaldi has had an incredible season. Uh, Dane Dunning has been really good as well. So 
one through five, this uh, Rangers um, rotation, if, you know, um, Jacob DeGrom was healthy, uh, they would probably be one of the best in the American League as well, paired with that offense. So, I mean, if you're a Rangers fan, after the years of, you know, being absolutely terrible, I mean, it's, it's an exciting time to be a Rangers fan. So, again, I, I just feel like this is going to be one of those races that probably maybe does come down to the final week of the regular season, and, and we'll see yeah. what happens. But um, I also, real quick, I just yeah, don't trust their, the Rangers bullpen as yeah, well. Yeah, They're, yeah. It's very concerning. You know, they're in the bottom five in the league and a lot of blown save opportunities where we know Houston is a very, they have a very good bullpen, much better than the Rangers. So that, that was another factor that, that, that kind of persuaded me to take them to win the AL as well. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, All right. So that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast, a little turbo episode, like we like to do on Fridays for the Saturday games. Um, D-Rock, anything else you want to mention? Yeah, real quick. The NL Central, I think three-team yeah, race between the uh, Brewers, Cubs, and Reds. I think the NL wildcard just in general. I know we talked about the NL East not really being a factor. I don't think the NL West either is really a factor. I think the Dodgers will run away with it. But, yeah, I am keeping my eye on the NL, uh, NL wildcard race as well. Right now you got the Phillies in the first spot, Giants in the second, and Marlins literally holding on by a thread for the last spot. But the Cubs, Reds, and D-backs are all within three games of the fish. Yeah. And I, I think the Cubs at plus uh, – I got them at plus money right now. They're at minus 154 to make the playoffs. And I honestly think they're going to get this last spot, you know, because you just you just look at it. And, um, you know, they I had it written down here. Um, yeah, the Cubs – they get the yeah, I'm no. sorry. I thought I think we could throw the like Padres into that conversation as well. I know they're only four and a half games back of that uh, of the Marlins, but um, the problem I think I have with the Cubs, I think you know uh, Scott brought this up last week as well. Is, is their pitching rotation really makes me nervous yeah. um, for both the Cubs and the Reds, right? Like Justin Steele, he's having a phenomenal year, right? Cy Young worthy year. Um, but after that, you, Marcus Stroman went on the IL. I don't trust mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Drew Smiley guy moved to the bullpen. Unless one of these, uh, you know, young guys, you know, really steps up for this Cubs team. Um, I, I'm not sold on it. I, I think that if they do get into the playoffs as a wild card, and I'm not sure, I don't think this is correlated. I, this might be biased because I'm holding that Justin Steele <laughs> side yeah. ticket. But I think that, that you have to maybe reward them in some way because, again, Justin Steele is right now is carrying his pitching rotation. And again, when yeah. the Cubs are in the playoffs, it's always it's it's fun, right? We we saw when they won the World Series title about what six, seven years ago after breaking that drought. I think the Reds are are out of it right now. Just again, I think they have a worse pitching uh situation yeah, right now than the Cubs do. Um Diamondbacks have lost eight in a row, like we've talked about. The Padres have now lost four in a row, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun race to watch. But um, yeah, you were talking about the Cubs, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I just think, I think they're the only one with a positive run differential as well, you know, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're, and with the Marlins, those one run games v- scare me, you know, and mm-hmm. I think going down this stretch, I, I don't think this is a good spot for them as well. The Cubs, they, they got a couple games against the Giants, the D-backs who are not playing good. So, uh, you know, I, it's going to come down to a lot of games head to head. So, 
I, I like I like the Cubs right now. If you look at the D-backs, like we said, they've lost eight in a row, negative 21 run differential. San Francisco, I think, will get in. I think they are a good club. Mm-hmm. But the Cincinnati Reds, I am I I'm I'm done with them. I'm not backing them anymore. They they've fucked me too many times. Negative <laughs> 28 run differential. And Miami, negative 38 run differential. While the Cubs, yeah, I agree with the pitching. It does scare me. But they still have a plus 66 run differential. They actually are the only team in the NL Central to have a positive run differential. I think they could act, I think they could actually sneak out and win the division because I really don't trust Milwaukee and their bats. I think the Cubs have a much better lineup than the Brewers. So it all comes down to the pitching. The pitching is definitely on the side of Milwaukee. So I think it's going to come down to the last few games and they do play each other as well. So I, I think the Cubs have a shot not only to make the playoffs, but to win the NL Central as well. The thing that the Cubs have on their side, they have that they have the third easiest schedule remaining mm-hmm. uh, in the entire MLB. Um, they have three games left against the Royals. They have six against the Rockies, two against uh, the White Sox. They have seven games still left against the Pirates, three against the Tigers, and they have seven games against the Arizona Diamondbacks as well. So um, schedule definitely favors them. They're plus 230 right now to win the division uh, where they're sitting two and a half games back. Um, I don't hate it, man. Again, I'm, I'm rooting for this Cubs team as well. Um, if again, it's always a big if for the Milwaukee Brewers for them to get their bats going. Uh, I know they got Brandon Woodruff back. That's always a big boost for their, your pitching rotation and how good Corbin Burns has been. But I really would I wish that the Cubs would have made a a, a move to acquire another arm in that pitching rotation to put with Justin Steele and eventually if Marcus Stroman does come back uh, for this Cubs team. So. Um, the, yeah, the national league, uh, wildcard race is going to be a fun to, one to watch down the stretch. Uh, did you have anything else for the national league there? Do you no, know? I just wanted to point that out real quick because yeah. like, like we said, the NL East, it's Atlanta's just cruising. I, I know yeah. they're five and five in their last 10 and Philly is playing good baseball right now, but they're just cruising right now. They're trying not to have injuries going into the postseason, and the Dodgers, they've, They've uh we remember when Arizona was in first place a while yeah. back. Now they're eleven and a half out. They're just a complete fade as well. But yeah, I actually think San Francisco's playing some good baseball as well. But yeah, Dodgers gonna win. So the only real thing to take advantage of is that wild card division or the NL Central, like we just talked about. Yeah, again, and these standings just change week to week. Um when we you know get on these Friday pods and 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 talk about uh, the division races and the wild card races as well. So that's going to be something that we'll keep an eye on uh, for sure weekly as we, you know, kind of progress and try to get to the finish line of this MLB season, about 40 some odd games left mm-hmm. uh, for each team in, in the entire MLB. Uh, all right. That is going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast. Um, make sure to smash that like button. If you are watching us on YouTube live, and if you haven't already subscribed to the MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, please go and do so. And if you haven't already, join the uh, the Patreon page for the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, do us a favor. If you want to support the network, uh, that's greatly appreciated. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow us at MLBSGPN, or I should say follow us on X at MLBSGPN and on Instagram MLB Gambling Podcast. Make sure to follow Dylan on Twitter at Rock with Two Ks R O C K K twenty four. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Nerd eight two four. 
We'll be back Sunday evening at the same time to handicap the games for Monday. So look out for us then. Appreciate everybody in the chat, TVDBJ. Uh, we had Johnny Boy, some new faces in the chat as well. Randy was in there as well. So appreciate you guys. King Tuck as well. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys always make the uh, show fly by and keep it entertaining for us. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.